Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, here on a Tuesday morning, December 20th. Uh, Christmas fast approaching, as is Saturday's Bucks Saints game in New Orleans. Uh, this is episode 102 on the podcast, uh, and a lot of the talk today is uh, is about playoff scenarios and how things can unfold here in the last two weeks of the season. Uh, things getting a little simpler, but at the same time, could be very complicated. Uh, the good news for the Bucks is that the Carolina Panthers came through Monday night and uh, beat the Washington Redskins, which kind of takes them. Uh, they were in the sixth spot. They were in a position to control their destiny. If they had won out, they could have gone in. So the fact that they're now behind the Bucs uh, makes things a lot easier for the Bucs in terms of what they control. There's, there's not many scenarios where they don't make the playoffs if they win out, if they win at the Saints on Saturday, and if they win at home against Carolina in the season finale to finish 10-6. and six. Um, It can get complicated, so I'm trying to keep this as simple as I can. Uh, without having something in front of you you can read, if you will. But two easy paths to the playoffs for the Bucks. One is if the Bucks win two games here in the next two weeks and the Falcons lose either game. So the Falcons could lose at Carolina this weekend or at home against the Saints in Week 17. If they lose either of those and the Bucks win out, the Bucks are in as division champs. So not only are they in the playoffs, they're hosting a playoff game uh, at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, which is funny because it'll be a day or two before the national championship game is played in the same stadium. But uh, also, if the Falcons lose both and the Bucks win one, even at 9-7, and seven, they're division champs and they're hosting a playoff game in the first round at Raymond James Stadium. Now, for the wild card side of things, uh, they can clinch with two wins and a Detroit loss at the Cowboys on Monday night. And obviously, Bucks can attest to how hard it is to win at AT&T Stadium against the Cowboys. So if Detroit loses at Dallas on Monday, you wouldn't get to clinch necessarily on Christmas. But if the Bucks win their last two games and Detroit loses, that's all it takes. They're in at 10-6. and six. Um, The Bucks can actually clinch this weekend even, and that takes the Bucks winning uh, at New Orleans on Saturday. They need Detroit to lose at Dallas. They need Green Bay to lose against the Vikings. And they need the Redskins to lose at the Bears. Now, of those four things, three of them would be underdogs winning. The Bucks are actually a three-point underdog at New Orleans. Um, that's kind of just a home field thing. Usually you think about home field being worth three points. So um, even though the Bucks won against New Orleans just two weeks ago, uh, Saints put up 48 in Arizona. There's a fair amount of of optimism about New Orleans' offense. So the Bucks, even though they have a better record, are a three-point dog at New Orleans on Saturday. Uh, Packers, okay, um, Packers are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They would have to lose against the Vikings, which, again, is unlikely. But we're just looking at what allows them to clinch this weekend. Uh, the Redskins are also a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Chicago, and they would need to lose. Uh, obviously, it's not asking much for Detroit to lose at the Cowboys. Detroit is a seven-point underdog in Dallas, just like the Bucks were on uh, Sunday night. 
So anyway, those are the easy scenarios for the Bucks to get in. Now, obviously, the Bucks might not win both of their games. Uh, there are scenarios where they go nine and seven and they get in. There's actually scenarios where they go eight and eight and they still get in as a wild card. Um, and if they do well, there's still scenarios where the Bucks go as high as the number two seed, and a ten and six could have an opening round bye, which is crazy to think about. But that's still in play. Uh, it's like if Seattle loses out, if the NFC North champ doesn't have tiebreaker edge over the Bucks. Uh, that that would be a possibility. It's still there. Again, there's all these scenarios that fold out. Uh, and again, main thing is if the Bucks can win their last two, there are very few scenarios in which they don't make the playoffs. The the largest one would be the the one you want to avoid here. Okay, Bucks win out. They're ten and six. The Falcons also win out. They're ten and six. They win the division. Okay, and then for the wild card. If Detroit wins at Dallas, and again, that's unlikely, but if Detroit wins at Dallas but loses to Green Bay and the Packers win out, then the Packers are your NFC North champs at 10-6. and six. Detroit is 10-6 and six, along with the Bucks, And the, uh, the other thing is that they need uh, – the Giants have to win one of their last two because if the Giants finish 10-6 and six with the Lions and the Bucks. The Giants are actually eliminated. That's why they haven't clinched yet. So um, that's also in play to help the Bucs. But if the Giants win one, they get 11 wins. They're, they're locked in as, as the number one wild card then. Um, what happens is Detroit would have the edge on the Bucks in record against common opponents, which is a pretty high tiebreaker um, because the Bucks lost to Dallas and Detroit beat Dallas. It, uh, basically, Detroit in this scenario would be four and one against common opponents. The Bucks would be three and two. So anyway, that's trying to distill a really complicated playoff picture into about four minutes here on the podcast. I hope I haven't uh, lost you already because of that. It's a lot to be explained, and it's hard to do uh, over the air like this, as opposed to having a, a chart in front of you or a graphic in front of you. Uh, Want to get to some injury updates? Um, we have a condensed week this week. I know I say this every week as if you guys are planning your, your daily schedules around it. But uh, because the Bucks play on Saturday, they're going to fly out on Friday. So where in Tuesday is normally a day off in the NFL, uh, Bucks have a full practice today. They, they took Monday um, as their day off, if you will. Um, I don't think the Bucks got in until 5.15 in the morning, Monday morning. So they had a game Sunday night. Uh, their flight, for whatever reason, was stuck on the tarmac and, and wasn't able to leave. Uh, so they didn't get to leave and get home until 5.15. Dirk said it was after uh, 6 a.m. that he got into his office. So a long night for them. That, that didn't help things in what was already a pretty tight week. So Bucks were practicing today. Uh, if you're listening to this they uh, in the afternoon, they practice at 1.10. Should have injury updates at 1.40. Uh, they practice in full on Wednesday as well. Thursday is kind of like the usual Friday. So all they have Thursday is a morning walk-through practice. And then they go from there. So a lot to squeeze in. What helps is that this short week comes against an opponent they just faced uh, nine days ago. Uh, So they know the Saints well. They're not having to learn something that they haven't seen all season. This is going over the game plan from two weeks ago, tweaking it for what worked and what didn't work in that win. Obviously, the defense played great uh, in a 16-11 win. Chances are they're going to need more than 16 points to win in New Orleans. That's a, a dome where New Orleans plays very well. New Orleans was at Arizona and scored 48 on Sunday uh, in the same stadium where the Cardinals held the Bucks to seven points. So 
they know this is a potent offense. We're going to have a lot of praise for Derek, for Drew Brees. Uh, just a prolific passer. The fact that they held him without a touchdown in that win in Tampa was a remarkable performance by that Bucks defense. So, uh, <coughs> sorry for the coughing. Um, anyway, we did get some injury updates from Dirk Cutter Monday afternoon. We had a teleconference with him. Uh, Will Golston, who had left the game at the very end with a dislocated elbow, uh, Dirk said it isn't necessarily season-ending, especially if the Bucks can extend their season by making the playoffs. But he did not think it was reasonable that Will could make uh, make it back this week. So that's a key loss for them. Sorry, Will Golston leads the Bucks' defensive linemen both in total tackles with 49 and tackles for loss with 9. So that's a key loss. Obviously a good part of their run defense as well. Uh, since he can't go, it probably means more snaps for Noah Spence. Devontae Lambert would now be active. He's been inactive the last, I want to say, five or six games. Uh, he's a guy that played a lot early in the year, really has to step up here. Uh, you know, the Saints are known for their passing game, but Mark Ingram is one of the best running backs in the NFL in terms of yards per carry. Uh, they need to shut that run game down. So it's harder for them to do that without Will Golston, uh, but they're going to have to try it. Obviously, Robert Ayers plays a ton. Uh, you'll see more Ryan Russell as well, but... but Noah Spence is the wild card here. Noah Spence hasn't had a tackle in the last three games. Talking about like 120 snaps, no tackles. Did have a really, really, really key holding penalty that he drew against Tyron Smith on Sunday night. Uh, negated a Dallas touchdown, kept the Bucks in the game. Uh, but anyway, Will Golston likely out this week. Uh, hard to imagine him coming back. They could put a brace on him, but it's a painful injury. You're going to have some loss of strength this week. You want to make sure you don't do anything to have that elbow dislocate itself again. Uh, Dirk mentioned that Jude Ajay Barima, who is coming back from his four-game suspension this week, uh, is injured. We don't know exactly what it is that he has as an injury, but Jude is not going to be healthy enough to come back and play this week, which means Javian Elliott stays on as the nickel corner. Javian Elliott's played very well, had another four tackles uh, on Sunday. He has eight tackles in the last two games. Um, it was a little bit tricky in that sometimes they had Javian as an outside corner and Hargraves as a nickel, depending on where they put Des Bryant on uh, on Sunday. But anyway, Javian Elliott's played very well, but another big test. He's got to go up against uh, speed like Brandon Cooks uh, and some of the size of the St. Tevitt receiver as well. That, that's uh, a bullet they dodged very well as a defense in holding the Saints to 11 points in the first meeting. But again, hard to do that again. Dirk mentioned that Guster Sherrillis. We'd mentioned that Guster came out of the game at the end. Uh, and was replaced by Leonard Wester, the undrafted rookie from Missouri Western. Uh, Guys got beat bad on two fourth-quarter sacks by a guy named David Irving, a backup for the Cowboys. Only had one sack sack coming in. Uh, Dirk did mention that Gosder hurt himself in the fourth quarter. Had a groin injury on, I guess, the early screen pass to Charles Sims that got dropped for like a two-yard gain. Uh, I think Goss tried to play through that groin injury, and it just wasn't there. So they had to take him out for what was the last six plays of the game. So there's a lot of confusion and question marks at right tackle because we don't know if Gosner's going to come back. We, DeMar Dotson, as of last night, remained in concussion protocol. So that could be a third game he misses with his concussion, which would be unfortunate, uh, both for him and for the Bucks. And we don't know if Gosner's back. So they could have Leonard Wester. They could be on their third-string right tackle, uh, an undrafted rookie who had not played a snap in the NFL until three weeks ago. Uh, that's less than ideal when you're facing a pass rusher like Cameron Jordan at New Orleans has. Anyway, so that's that there. Um, Pro Bowl will come out tonight, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock on NFL Network. 
curious to see which Bucks get in. Obviously, the game's in Orlando, so there's a little bit more interest for us because it's right here, uh, two hours from home for us. I would think going in that Mike Evans is definitely a Pro Bowl player. Uh, Gerald McCoy should be in as well. I don't know who gets in after that. I'm curious to see what, if any, Bucks players get the nod. There's certainly some that are in the conversation. Uh, Brent Grimes has made the last three Pro Bowls. He has three interceptions, has come up with some big plays, and shut down receivers pretty well. So Brent Grimes could get in. Quan Alexander uh, leads the NFL in, in solo tackles uh, and is like fourth in total tackles, has had some big plays for the Bucks. So Quan has never been to the Pro Bowl. It's hard to get in as a first-time guy. Uh, but the resurgence of this defense could help him as well. Uh, Cameron Brait, tied for the NFL lead in uh, touchdown catches, uh, leads the NFC in touchdown catches. Obviously, Greg Olson's going to be a pro bowler. I would think Jimmy Graham is a pro bowler. But that third spot, uh, you don't know whether it's a, a legacy guy like Jason Witten who's still catching a ton of passes or uh, or somebody else that gets the nod. Maybe a Jordan Reed gets in. Uh, Cam Brait has, has the advantage in touchdowns. Other guys have more yards and more catches. So it would be cool if Cam Brake can get in on that. Uh, but we'll see. Again, guys like Jameis Winston, guys like Levante David could get in. Uh, they've been there last year. I don't know that either of them is playing among the whatever the top five of their position in the NFC. So we'd have to see on that. That comes out at 8 o'clock tonight. We'll have plenty more on that uh, for the Wednesday podcast here. Guys, I'm going to wrap things up. i got to get out of here and get over to uh, practice. Our Tuesday's a little bit busier than usual, so it's just kind of a condensed schedule on me here. So I apologize, I can't go longer. But thanks very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with much more from the Bucks' first practice of the week. Uh, for now, that'll do it for episode 102. Thanks again for listening, folks, for the Tampa Bay Times, TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks very much. We'll be back on Wednesday. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.